and welcome to Gunpla Dust Memories, a new podcast where we share the joy of Gundam and Gundam model kits. Um, I'm Barry, uh, you might know me as No Stopping Epoch from Twitter, and with me is my co-host, Mr. James Purvis. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Jim Purvis, you might know me as Let's Hug Bro from Twitter. I'm a Gundam super fan and lover of all things mecha, so yes. yep, excited to be here. And uh, with us this time is our keen but clueless student in all things Gundam, uh, Mr. Owen O'Donnell, Mecha Gamezilla. Hello. That, that's all you're. That's all you're giving us. Uh, <laughs> they they know me. They know me already. That's the Mecha Gamezilla persona. It is straight in. This is Gundam. You can't have a persona when you're talking I about. Suppose. You've got Mecha in your name, and you're not excited to talk the about. The man giant doesn't robots. like Pacific Rim has Mecha. There it is. There it's happening. Um, I suppose I should say. In case anyone's listening who are just Gundam fans and have no idea who I am, I do YouTube videos, and that's what I'm primarily known for, I have about video games, but I've just recently started getting into Gundam, and I've always quite fancied the Gunpla kits that I've seen on shelves, and I think I'd like to give that a go, but I don't know where to start, so that's why I'm here. This is the reason we're doing a podcast. You very kindly bullied us into doing this podcast. <laughs> I'd like to say aggressively encouraged. Mm. A lot of people had asked recently about, I mean, because we're quite vocal about Gundam yeah. and Gunpla yeah. on Twitter. I think we piqued a lot of people's interests, and in, I think rather than having to have this, the big sit-down conversation with everyone, it's like, why not make a podcast? And if... Gundam and Gunpla is something you want again, and then hopefully this will be the podcast for you. But Barry, what is Gundam? So that's a very good question. What is Gundam? Jim, would you would you like to? Sure. Um, Gundam is, well, I guess it's a franchise now of, about giant robots and sci-fi. Um, it started in 1979. It was kind of pitched as a hard sci-fi anime. Um, at the time, uh, most anime was focused on uh, what are known as super robots, so things like Mazinger Z and Tetsujin 28, mm. which are more not so focused on the science of giant robots, more just that they're big, powerful machines that can beat up monsters. Uh, and the idea was to pitch a show about giant robots that's got some hard roots in sci-fi. Uh, unfortunately, um, at the time, Bandai were big sponsors of... <laughs> I think we're going to be hearing about them a lot. You're going to be here, yeah, you better get used to hearing a lot about Bandai. But anyway, so uh, the creator of Gundam, uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino, um, had this idea for a very realistic and gritty sci-fi anime about giant robots. But Bandai, who basically funded most shows about giant robots, weren't really interested. And they looked at the original designs by Kunio Okawara and said they were basically too boring and they wouldn't be able to make good toys out of them. So basically the compromise they came to was, we'll have your gritty sci-fi program, but you have to make cool looking toys to feature in it, uh, which is part of the history of where Gunpla comes from. So anyway, um, the show originally was, I think about 20 something episodes. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't do very well when it first aired. Um, it had pretty low ratings, and it mm. wasn't that successful on television. Um, so Bandai basically cut the funding pretty dramatically towards the end, mm. and they had to basically buy, pull out their bootstraps and do the last couple of episodes pretty much on zero budget. Mm. And that was thought to be the end of Gundam. It was just kind of a one-off television sort of series that didn't do that well. But what actually happened after Gundam finished was 
the Bandai, um, in a last-ditch effort to kind of recoup some of the money they'd lost on Gundam, released these model kits. Um, basically, they were Plamo, which is kind of what the Japanese describe as plastic model kits. It's a contraction of plastic and model. Mm. Um, and they released these kits of Gundam, uh, the Gundam, the famous titular Gundam unit, uh, the Zaku 2, and some of the other suits like the Gun Tank and the Gun Tan Cannon. And by complete surprise to Bandai and to Sunrise, who are the, basically the animation company who produced Gundam, uh, the kits ended up selling out like, like hotcakes, basically. Mm. Um, there was massive queues around toy shops in Japan. Uh, people couldn't get enough of it. And basically, um, ironically, uh, the thing that the creators were pretty much opposed to ended up saving the Gundam franchise and right. making it a commercial success. It sounds like it sounds like such an kind of a, such a, a cynical thing that Gundam was basically a TV show made to sell toys to kids. But the way in which uh, Gunpla and all the merch, but especially Gunpla, has kind of become the lifeblood of mm. the, the the continuing legacy is is kind of crazy. Like. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know who. I'm sure there's one person at Bandai responsible who's <laughs> on a throne built of gold right now. <laughs> gold plastic, up. probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really bad in dub marks. On it. <laughs> well, as a wee gunpla joke, it's, it's happened. It's, it's the first one. Yeah. So, what's gunpla? Well, gunpla, like Jim saying, plamo plastic model. Gunpla is Gundam plastic model. Um, there are. Many, many different types of Gunpla, which we'll get to, but in its most simple form, it is basically the robots from the various animes and mangas made into model kit form, and it's a worldwide phenomenon, um, like serious amounts of money, just in Japan, but you know, even worldwide. So there are a lot of Gundam shows. If you're listening to this, you either have seen a bunch of them, or maybe you haven't seen any, but you'll you'll be aware of some, I'd imagine. The, the big ones, certainly when I was younger, was Gundam Wing, because they showed it over here on Toonami, yep. on Cartoon Network. Um, and Mobile Suit Gundam, of the original, they showed that over here as well. So you, you might be familiar, but Mobile Suit Gundam series is, is the first one, which this is kind of where things get complicated, because mm, some Gundam series are related, but not all of them. There are different timelines exist within the sort of Gundam multiverse, if you will. <laughs> and uh, the original Gun uh, Mobile Suit Gundam is part of a timeline called the Universal Century, which spans the last 35 years. Yeah, um, it's just, this year is actually the 35th anniversary of Gundam. Um, as we said, they, filmed, they started with a 20-episode TV series, which is just called Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, but if you want to get into the shows, uh, you're probably best off actually starting off with the Mobile Suit Gundam movie trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, so as I was saying just there, uh, there was a huge like demand for gun Gunpla and Gundam toys. And one of the ways Bandai and Sunrise capitalized on that was by making a trilogy of three animated movies about the original Mobile Suit Gundam uh, about a year or two after the original series was on television. Um, they're basically an abridged version of the TV series. Um, I am quite fond of the original TV series, but it's pretty old. I mean, it is, as we said, mm. 35 years old, and it has some, some bad problems. animation, mm. uh, some weird storylines, and some pretty terrible uh, robot designs that were basically built to sell toys like the Zacrello and oh. the Bro Bro and things. <laughs> kind of. I can't believe we got to Zacrello in episode <laughs> less one. Less than 10 minutes in, oh. we start talking about Zacrello. The, I think the, the movie trilogy is so good because it really cherry-picks the best bits of that original yeah. series. Yeah, 
in terms of story and animation. Um, I know a lot of people will tell you different things, but I guess probably our Gunpla Dust Memories recommendation is to start with a movie trilogy. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, have a look at the rest of the Universal Century yeah. stuff from there. We'll post um, we'll post some sort of guide. We'll have a Tumblr set up for this. We'll post a guide rather than going into like the really kind of deep cuts of the yeah. Universal Century. We'll post a kind of suggested watch order. Um, one of the best things to do, though, is have a look at all the Gundam series. Just You'll be able to find a website that'll have a brief sort of synopsis for all of them. Take a look, and if there's anything you really fancy, then you know start with that. You don't need to start with our recommendation, but the the movie trilogy is good because it gives you a, an idea of what Gundam is kind of really like, which is yeah, angsty teenagers yeah, angsty going teenagers to war teenagers and robots killing people, uh, crying about it. Certainly, I mean, I re- like Owen. I, we recommended that Owen started with the movie trilogy, and I felt before I watched it that this was probably going to be something that I just had to get through because. It's the old original thing, and uh, just to get a grip on what it was about. But mm. I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would, considering it's from 1979. I, th- I thought it was, it was quite brilliant. We we had this chat the other day. It's like it's I think it's important that people go back and watch these old animes because I, I was someone that used to see an old anime, and I was like, there's no way that's going to be good. But, I mean, it's really good. Some of the best Gundam stuff is from the 80s, especially. Yeah, definitely. It's and, kind of got like a... Like almost like a Seinfeld syndrome, where it's like you watch the original Mobile Suit Gundam and you think, ah, this is good, but it's not amazing. But then you watch things that came before and you realise how many things, even in modern anime today, uh, are basically lifted wholesale from Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, definitely. Which is pretty cool. Uh, it's uh, uh, The whole thing's very influential. Of course it would be. Look how much money it's made. People <laughs> emulate that. I wrongly thought that Evangelion was the original teenagers crying oh. well, like, that's that was my only frame of reference and so when i was going through when i was going through gundam i saw no there's there's people tearing up their bed sheets and teenagers have been getting into giant robots since at least 1959 <laughs> yeah, yeah. the good thing about the original gundam as well is if you're not an anime kind of person and um, they did the the origin manga series oh, yeah. which is like yeah. a recently kind of remade retelling of the original Mobile Suit Gundam and it's a very, very nice manga. Yeah, it's super really nice. Gorgeous art. I've seen a few pages. Mm. Yeah. So if that's more you're seeing, you could always read it. Just don't read the novels because there's <laughs> some <laughs> weird stuff happens in the novels. We'll try not to get into the novels. Um, yeah. Just bag, bag of pubes. That's, <laughs> that's all, that's all <laughs> no, we'll say no. on that. You want people to get into Gundam, Gundam. Gundam. Yeah, it's too, early for, too early for bag of pubes. I'm, I'm out, guys. <laughs> But no, you enjoyed the movie trilogy, and then you went straight Absolutely. on to straight on to Zeta Gundam, which is the immediate yeah. follow up mm. to. Which I'm halfway Gundam. through at the moment, and uh, enjoying very much. Zeta well. Gundam's great, one of the best. Like to uh, to know that you have to, like like you said, not get through the movie trilogy. But you watch the movie trilogy; it's great, and then you're straight on to one of the best Gundam series. Yeah. It's like pays off very yeah. very quickly. A word of warning is there's also a Zeta Gundam movie trilogy Aye. that was released about. I think it was 2007 or 2008. Mm. Um, it isn't quite as helpful or as uh, coherent as the original trilogy. It's more just kind of a greatest hits of Zeta Gundam. Uh, it's really confusing and weird, even it, if you've seen the original it's series. Cut with, it's cut with modern animation as well, so it's like it'll go from scenes oh, from yeah. 80s animation Very to jarring. like to mid-2000s animation. Yeah. It'll skip massive points of stories. Like At one point, you'll see a character 
on Earth chilling out, and then in the very next scene, they'll be flying around in a Gundam or a right. mobile suit, and you'll just be completely lost. There's a great bit in the first movie where it has a, where there's a flashback to a scene that's not actually in the movie. <laughs> it's like what 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 is this? It also has a gacked OP, yeah. one of them, I'm sure. So okay. That tells you everything you need to know. Like. I'm out again. <laughs> <laughs> Bag of pubes and gacked. This yes. is Gundam. Yes. This is Gundam gacked. This is the podcast. So yeah, that's really our recommendation for where to go um, to get into Gundam. Now, you don't need to get straight into the anime or the manga to build the models, but a big, I mean, we'll talk about this more, but a big part of enjoying building the models for me is in building something that you have a connection with from watching it in the anime or yeah. reading about it in the manga. It's quite dangerous because you'll watch a series sometimes and you'll see a mobile suit being a badass and doing lots of cool things and you'll find yourself alt-tabbing out of your video player onto <laughs> a Gundam website, browsing for the cheapest prices. Right. Um, so yeah, it can be pretty dangerous, but it's also amazing. You've got all this ahead of you guys. <laughs> Get excited. We we kinda have we kinda set ourselves a soft rule generally that's you're not allowed to build something unless you've seen it in the anime. <laughs> because that can just get wildly dangerous. Gunpla have existed right right from the start, but um the gunpla we're gonna be talking about are more modern. Um all made by Bandai. Um around about the kind of mid to late nineties, Bandai yeah, standardized um, a lot of the kits. Yeah, um basically plastic model kits and gunpla have existed pretty much since the start. Um but anything before about the late nineteen nineties, uh you're gonna be putting yourself in for quite a world of heart just because more well this is the thing is gunpla's become a lot more accessible in the past decade or two. Mm. Um it's much easier to build, uh, you don't have to paint it. Uh, and you don't need specific tools like airbrushes or sanders. Um, older kits, you, you're pretty much building, like it's almost like airfix. Um, you're basically getting a whole load of plastic, one color, and you're gonna have to color it in yourself and snap it together. But fortunately, Bandai have kind of realized that not everyone's up for that. So the kits now are a lot easier to build. Um, it's a lot of different grades, which we'll go into in a week. Yeah, bit. I'll talk about that right now, actually. Um, cool. the, there's, like, like you're saying, there's a grading system for different kits. These grades generally relate to the complexity of the model and also the scale. Uh, the most popular is high grade. High grade are one to one hundred forty fourth scale. Which, if you're not familiar with what scale means, it means it's one hundred forty fourth the size of what the actual kit would be if it was real, which is kind of <laughs> nice. But um, HGs come in many varieties. Um, there's a different line of HG for every timeline, really. Yeah. Um, HGUC Universal Century being the most popular, having yeah. the most kits. Um, HG Kits are great beginner kits because they look great. They're quite easy to build, and they don't they don't really take a lot of skill. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll kind of I guess we'll do some recommendations for what good starting kits would be. But HG is what you're gonna yeah. run into. The HG's most. got a lot of uh, coverage as well. You probably because they're quite cheap and inexpensive yeah. to manufacture. Um. They can make almost any random obscure suit that you think of. There's mobile suits that have been in like about a half minute of footage of one episode of one series and they have a plastic model kit. This is one of the things that's like so incredible about Gunpla. I was like, I don't want to I don't want to be bigging up Bandai here. It's like <laughs> they've taken so There's much money off abusive, me. kind of husband wife relationship where with Bandai, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's I think it's more kind of Stockholm syndrome Stockholm with Bandai. Like. <laughs> so um the good thing about that is that like if you read a manga and there's a suit in it for maybe a minute and you're like, oh, it's an obscure manga and it's an obscure suit, there's a high chance there's going to be a kit because Bandai know what sells in obscure 
does sell, I think, as yeah. well as kind of the more popular suits. Um, so yeah, HG is what you're going to run it in most of the time. There are a few exceptions to the HG rule. There are some 1100 scale HG Gundam yeah. wing suits from the 90s, which again are good starter kits, but they're slightly bigger. Um, so anything with HG is probably going to be good, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, the next grade up, which is my personal favourite, <laughs> is the Master Grade, which is 1100 scale, so slightly bigger. And they're more based around the concept of an inner frame. Yeah. Um, HGs fit together more like a kind of tra traditional model kit would, um, whereas a master grade has an inner frame, which you build as you go, and basically the armor kind of attaches to the. Yeah. So you're building a little skeleton. First. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The way the instructions have you build it, it doesn't really feel like you're doing that. But you know, you build an arm, you build the inner frame first, you cut yeah. the parts on, it, and that, that's what you can have. This means that one of the big things about Gunpla is the posability. Yeah. Um, you can pretty much put a Gundam model into any pose, really. And Master Grade have like incredible posability. They have a lot of joints, a lot of flexibility. Much more so than the high grade. The, because they have an inner frame, yeah, like the knees will bend a lot more than you get on a high grade. They'll generally have more joints. The more modern a kit is as well, generally better posability. Yeah. Um, so I've got a couple of older kits from the 1990s, and pretty much all they can do is hold the gun and shoot a gun and maybe hold their armor up a little bit whereas even on modern master grades now like some of the hands that you get on modern master grades are like just completely they're like this they have the same posability as a human hand would they have joints in every place yeah whereas even but but even some master grades they come with the old hands so it's kind of a it's kind of a gamble what you're going to get in the box sometimes <laughs> but the one thing i'd say about master grade is they come with a lot of stuff like there's a lot of master grade kits have real great gimmicks because that's one of the great things about Gundam in general is that suits are almost suits are almost designed to become toys mm. they're engineered yeah. in such a way that that suit does a really cool thing and the model kit does the same thing that the suit does and that's yeah, pretty, pretty fast some cool. people will great against you if you call them toys but yeah you pretty much just straight <laughs> up are just like action figures that you build yourself ah exactly i mean just have no shame about it and just embrace it so a master grade <laughs> might be just a little bit intimidating for a first timer yeah if they open up the box and older see older master grades fingers. well yeah older master grades can be a bit easier to build but again it's a bit of a mixed bag i'd i mean my second kit was a master grade and i did fine but it's just if you're gonna get a kit first and you're feeling like you might make a couple of mistakes, it's probably better to do it on a cheaper yeah. kit because master grades can be a bit more expensive. Um, we'll talk about prices as yeah. well, by the way. Just don't, don't think we're... And it's not bad. It's, we're not saving the prices to yeah. £100. It's, it's not that bad, don't <laughs> worry. I think um, you could tackle any grade at any level of experience. It's just how careful you are. Yeah, no, that's a good point. The bigger, the, basically the, the general rule is the more expensive it is, the more care you'll have to show mm. for the kit. But it's always good, I think starting with a high grade is good because it gives you a chance to get good with the tools as well because it's quite, there's an art to clipping and sanding and mm. things like that. Which takes us nicely on a perfect grade, yep. which is the most expensive grade of Gundam model kits. They're 160th scale, so they're big kits. Practically and fly them yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the level of detail they have is pretty ridiculous. And they have like completely accurate inner frames. They sometimes come with LED parts, metal parts. So perfect grades would like make a great kind of centerpiece to a collection. Um, I've not built a perfect grade, so I'm kind of just... Have you? No, no, I haven't. Um, it's something I would like to do at some point. It's mm. just one of the things about perfect grades is they don't come along very often. Um, mm. It's kind of generally, uh. as opposed to high grades where they really pretty much anything with a perfect grade it's usually the hero's mobile suit 
like the Gundam. There's uh, only like ten or there's ten only or a so few, perfect there's Only a few of them. Um, so I would probably get one if I had a suit that I really loved. But I think Bandai have just announced like a week or two ago the perfect grade uh, Gundam unicorn with the full armor, which might not mean anything to you, but basically it's uh, a pretty ridiculous like it's when at the end of one of the episodes of Gundam one of the Gundam kits ends up getting ram- rambled out with like pretty much every machine gun and sword and everything. Mm. So that 160 scale is quite appealing. That's pretty idea. serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, that'll come with a 30-piece a LED kit as well, apparently. So. Oh, yeah. But that'll probably be <laughs> that'll probably be a P Bandai exclusive, which yeah. we'll talk about because that's... there's a lot of things we're saying we'll talk about later on. <laughs> I know it's, it's, we're just so mostly saving our Bandai tirade. We'll get the positivity out of the way, <laughs> we'll and then and, we'll, we'll try get to draw it. you in first. Yes. <laughs> so perfect grade. My problem with perfect grades is for the cost of a perfect grade, you could buy a little three or four, is. yeah, three or four <laughs> master grades, seven or eight high grades. Hmm. So I think to take the plunge on a perfect grade, you need to. So, but, pretty sure no one's going to be starting on a perfect no, grade. No, no. But for people that like the detail of perfect grade, Bandai have thought of you. Don't worry. <laughs> because a few years back, they introduced real grades, which are one 144th size kits, but arguably with the detail level of perfect grade kits. You won't get the LED stuff with them, but they come with a very complex inner frame. Yeah. Lots of stickers, lots of decals, really, so really high detail. it's the closest thing to perfect grade without the... It's a little tiny perfect grade, which is... It has a lot of fiddliness. Um, you will find yourself crawling around at 2 o'clock in the morning with like a torch trying to find little tiny plastic <laughs> fingers and joints, but um, they are really cool. Um, a terrifying probably... window there. <laughs> <laughs> Into all your futures. Yep, yep, you'll be... Having some great fun with your gun club. But yeah, the real grade line is probably one of my favourites because I'm quite a fan of one 144th scale models. Um, and basically every real grade kit that I've bought um, has been really fantastic. Um, amazing detail, looks great. And actually has really a really fun build process. Um, this is something that actually is, I'm quite into about gun is There's almost like an art to the build process of building a kit so mm. like what parts you build and how you build them it's actually really fun and that's actually part of the experience so. the, the, there's always a eureka moment with gunpla yeah like you're building yeah. a certain part of a kit and you're like how does this and then it suddenly all goes together and you yeah. realize the kind of the, the beauty of the design and it's like <sighs> some of the like ideas they have for how so certain features of suits and things like that some of the ideas they have for implementing them are really cool and mm. that's actually just as fun as messing about with the kit itself so real grade, a good choice for anyone that I'd say, I'd still say start with a high grade, but if you know you want something really high detail for less money, because I mean, real grade kits are cheap. They're cheaper than master grade kits. Yeah. And they're super, super detailed. So It might be a bad first experience because there's a lot of fiddliness and there's a lot of, mm. so stickers are, there's a real skill to getting stickers on, yeah. especially at that scale. I mean that's the thing. If there are there are more more advanced techniques in real grade, if you want to get into the more advanced techniques, real grade's a pretty good place to start with that because you will sweat bullets trying to put these stickers on. Right? It's all worth it. Don't worry. Totally. Promise. I really promise. Totally. <laughs> um, we also have SD, which stands for super deformed, which you might be familiar with in general because it's a very Japanese thing. Oh, like chibi like i we guys with big heads and sd kits like and we're going to say everything's great but sd kits are great because they're inexpensive they're cute and they're incredibly fun to build 
Mm. Um, so I think SD might also be a good starting point. Yeah. Uh, you go and find if if you like cute things, especially yeah, <laughs> your tiny wee Gundams with their big heads. SD kits. I'm are sure real everyone nice. listening likes cute things. <laughs> I mean, they like us. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> newer SD kits as well are great. Um, it won't mean anything to you, but some of the Unicorn SD kits are really, really yeah. nice. Uh, one good thing about SD as well is it lets you have some kits that are maybe too big in their actual scale form. So, for example, I've got the SD Neo Zeon, um, which is a ridiculously sized kit, um, even at one 144th scale. So yeah. having that in SD form means I get a chance to have it without basically having to rent a bigger flat. And, also, and also pay £160, £200. Yeah. So. so SD as well might be a great starting point, is what I'd say. Plus they're cute. Cute is good. SD are, because the panel pieces are bigger on SD as well, they're real great for practicing more advanced techniques like panel lining yeah. and painting. The last kind of Gundam kits you're going to come across are generally referred to as no-grade, yeah. which means that they don't conform to one of the Bandai standards. Um, certain series like uh, Gundam 00, for example, has a line of 1-100 kits that are they don't have a grade. Yeah. You'd think they were master grade because of the size, but they're actually closer to they're like sized up yeah. high grades. Um, I don't know anyone that's generally has an incredible experience with no, no. grade kits. Um, there's also actually there's one other grade, but it's so obscure that chances are you probably uh, just been a little bit of a gun. The first grade here, I was like, you had yeah, first grade. I'll did not to mention first grade. Like, oh, but yeah, well, you um, have to you show your really so. I would avoid first grades if you see them. I was just. I wouldn't really recommend it. You might think first grade would be a great beginner kit if you saw one, but it's the kind of thing you're only going to enjoy if you're six years old. Yeah, it's pretty much just, it's like a kinder egg. <laughs> so I hope yeah. someone's listening and they're fucking raging. No grades are kind of... just spent like a hundred quid on a bunch of first grade kits. It's all your <laughs> no. fault, Barry. <laughs> no grade kits are weird for me because some of the suits from Gundam Double especially that I really like, you can only get one on a hundred scale and no grade kits and not as master grades. And that... Nah. Burst my ball is like it's annoying, but I'd I'd I'd, st I'd stay away from no grade. Yeah. Is what I'd say. Everyone has their dream kit that doesn't exist yet, and you have to resort to some very heinous stuff to make your dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> That's our mission statement. Here at Gunpla Dust Memories. Um, so yeah, all these different grades of kits, they all have their their kind of different pluses and minuses, really, and they're all very different experiences. Um, and if, if this is a hobby that you seriously want to get into, I'd recommend trying at least yeah. one of all yeah. of them. Um, because, like, I mean, like you were saying, this, this, ain't, this ain't no airfix. <laughs> this isn't no like an un, unpainted Spitfire. The thing that's, well, the thing, one of the things that's so great about Gunpla is how gratifying it is. Like, very little build effort for something that looks really, yeah, really fucking good. Definitely. Um, people will paint their Gunpla kits, but you don't need to. I mean, as time went by, Bandai's color separation for parts has gotten better and better to the point now where you build a real grade and it's like the best iteration yeah. of that suit. It just looks so good. No Pretty paint. much, I think, unless you want to do some kind of custom kit, mm. I don't think there's much incentive to paint. Or unless you want kind of a finish or something like that. But yeah. Um, one thing that I will briefly talk about is bootleg. Bootlegs, yeah, sure. Because... Oh, secret underground. <laughs> totally, totally. Ah, <laughs> oh, bootlegs. Like... 
if you're going to end up on the blogs, you're going to hear about bootlegs at some point. Which Turn you, off your yeah. tape recorders now. You're going to have you're going to have to deal with the chat. Is that, about, the, is that the police? <laughs> that the oh shit! There's there's all this incredible chat about how bootlegs are made out of carcinogenic plastic that are going to give you cancer. It's like I got cancer from building bootleg <laughs> gunpla. Um, there. Are, when I say bootleg, there are third-party kits. These can be anything from knockoffs of pre-existing Bandai kits to things like resin conversion kits yeah. for pre-existing models, and then just full-on resin model kits that have been like professionally cast by a third-party model company. Yeah. But so these are them. basically any gunplas that come in a box that doesn't have the Bandai logo on them. Correct, yeah. um, and they're not. Um, it's not even a kind of. I've spoken to people about this before. It's not even a case of you have to be discerning. Usually, the bootleggers are very open about the fact that it's not official Bandai. Like they won't even try to mimic the Bandai box art. Mm. I think to avoid getting themselves sued to fuck, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's usually pretty obvious which is a bootleg and which is a Bandai. There are there there's an upside to bootleg in that if you're a more experienced modeler, you can get some Bandai kits much cheaper than Bandai make them. But because they're in some of the kits. Uh, some of the TT Hongli kits, for example, they don't seem to be recreations of the mold. They just seem to be reverse molded from the parts. Yeah. Which means that you get a lot of flash, which is plastic overspill in the mold on parts. Yeah. So you need to be pretty good with a knife. Um, I built an Endless Waltz Death Scythe, which it was a bootleg made by a company called Dragon Momico, and it was one of the hardest kits <laughs> I've ever had to build. And it, it looks great, and it only cost me £15, and it's a master grade, but... It was incredibly difficult yeah. to build. And even now I can't pose it because so many parts are glued because it just kept falling yeah. to pieces. Death Sight by Dragon. <laughs> was this during your death heavier days? <laughs> this was like a few months back. Right. <laughs> death Sight by Death of Chinese Factory Workers, you fucking evil bastard. Oh, Jesus. You've taken a turn here. If you can afford Bandai, always get Bandai because it's going to be the best. But here's when, when bootlegs can be cool. Because some bootleggers have taken the initiative and have started building kits that Bandai haven't even made yet. Yeah. Hence the re reference to heinous, <laughs> heinous steps you might have to take. Exactly. And that's pretty. That's good for everyone, I think. It's good for Bandai. I mean, like, for example, Dragon Momoko put out a kit last year and Bandai are now putting out the same kit. Mm. They caught up a year later. But unfortunately, there's a thing called P-Bandai, which is basically premium Bandai items that you can only really get if you're in Japan. It's like... Sold in yeah. shops. Like, it's online, I think. It's mostly online, yeah. You have to have an account with P-Bandai and you have to be, I think, generally the only ship to Japan. So if you want a P-Bandai item, you're pretty much at the mercy of some guy in Japan who's going to add a couple hundred quid, usually on top oh, of I see. whatever you want for it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, so they're pretty highly sought after things. So, I mean, people in Japan, I don't imagine there's any need for bootlegs in Japan because nah. people can get real gun plus Just walk into a shop anywhere. Exactly, but certainly, I mean, if there, was a, if there was a kit you really wanted and you could only get it as a bootleg, then why the, f why the fuck not? <laughs> because Bandai don't care about you, Western listener. You're you, gonna they get, don't care you're about gonna you. You're going to get us shut down. <laughs> <laughs> the Bandai police. So this takes us nicely on to the actual models themselves. So we've got a high grade here with us. Um, you can hear it on the mic. You hear that plastic? Yep, I'm moving his little arm back and forth. That's a leg. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm very I'm much. Sure I'm very much a Gundam super fan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, 
the way a model kit works is if you've ever seen a model kit, you'll understand what happens. You have a thing called a sprue, which has all the parts on it. The, the parts are attached to the sprue via things called gates. And you generally, you take the parts off using a pair of nippers. Yeah. Which is something you're going to want to pick up if you're going to get into this. So you nip the part off, you have a thing called a gate mark, which we will refer to as nubs. Yeah. And if you want your kit to look good, nubs either need to be sanded off. You're, you're a sanding man. I'm a you? sander man. I'm a filer man. Sand man. You can file or sand them off. And then that's it. The parts just clip together. No glue required. Yeah. So tools-wise, I mean, that was the first surprise for me when... Uh, well, the first surprise was that you have to build the models... Because <laughs> I'd seen uh, Gundam models on shelves and thought, oh, I wouldn't mind getting one of those. And then, of course, I'm told, well, you got to build them. Mm. So, uh, and the second thing was knowing that I'd had to, I'd have to get some supplies to help me build them. Like I can't just, I don't just get a box of parts that I slot together. Yeah. So, for a beginner, what would would you recommend they tool up with? Um, in terms of tools, yeah. Uh I think a, a set of nippers, uh, a hobby knife, uh, a cutting mat, obviously, because you're going to be doing a lot of cutting. Yeah, you don't want to mess up your table. <laughs> and some kind of sanding or filing utensil, like a just a fine grain nail file or a fine grain sander. I've got um, what's called a sanding sponge. Um, it's used in hobby craft quite a lot. Uh, it's basically just a big bit of sponge with a kind of textured surface and it's quite useful because rather than having a little sheet of sandpaper that you always end up losing mm. you have a sponge that you can wash off and clean and it's really useful okay. and that's all the stuff you can get really cheaply um, pretty much in any kind of hobby shop um, I usually use places like Hobbycraft, uh, Paper Chase and there's a place it's not that common, it's, you can find it in most cities, it's called Model Zone and they're quite good as well. They usually sell pretty much anything you would need. Mm. So any any shop that would that sells Airfix sort of stuff would have Airfix it. Again. Yeah, yeah. But Airfix. that would be a good place just, to yeah, get yeah, any, When you're in there, just resist the urge to pick up a Spitfire. <laughs> Spitfire or like a, one of those train sets or something. So yeah, I mean, the basics are really anything you can get from any model shop. So it's just... That that stuff, um, and that's really everything you need. It's to pretty build. cheap as well. I think that would only set you about like a tenner. To get and, that's, yeah. and that's you set then for the rest of your Gunpla career, I suppose. Pretty yeah. much. The yeah. thing you'll be struck with when you start building a kit is that all the instructions are in Japanese. But mm. don't worry about it because you're never actually reading any of the text. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a couple of really good Gunpla guides online which we'll post a link to. Um, if you just read through that, it'll exp in the instruction manual there are symbols. Which you know they're not Japanese, or they're just yeah. wee picture symbols, and they'll explain certain things like this has to be done on both sides, kind of thing. So there's a guide there, and that'll explain all the symbols. If you've ever built an IKEA shelf, you'll be very comfortable. Yes, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> very much image-based. Yes, guidelines. you never have to read the text. Although sometimes when you buy a bootleg kit, you find that the Japanese <laughs> has been translated into English. Which is always Beautiful. incredibly. And good. sometimes there's a bit of backstory for the suit as well, which has been translated, and you get some incredible so English translation. You've sold me on these bootlegs. I feel right? like we're, we're, <laughs> no. we're pushing the bootlegs too much. Get on the phone, Hongli or TT. Be like, <laughs> guys, where's guys. our Yan? Um, so beyond that, I mean, once you got your tools and you've had a read through the guide to make sure you understand the instruction manual, you're pretty much good to go. Um, beyond that, there are some slightly more advanced techniques, uh, which we'll briefly talk about. Uh, the first of these is panel lining. 
which is a very, very simple step you can take to make your great looking kit look even better. And basically it is you buy a pen, a Gundam marker. Uh, Gundam make a whole different range of markers, a whole bunch of colors. Um, if you're building a white suit, I'd say pick up a gray one. If you're building any other color suit, pick up a black one. And basically all you're doing is filling in all the wee detail lines. All right. Coloring in very much. Basically you're just, yeah, if there's yep. anything that Give looks... Give it a more more toys with big pens. Yeah, it gives <laughs> it a more car cartoon kind yeah. of look, um, which is, is nice. Um, the way that works, very you'll need to do it a couple times to get the hang of it, but like you'll fill in a wee line and you get a cotton swab and then just like kind of dab off the excess. I presume you nice do line. this before assembling it? I do it make as it. I'm assembling. Yeah. Um, it depends. You can panel line the entire thing, but yeah. when your kit's built, you're never going to see the inner frame. So. Yeah. Mm. Most gunpla kits are built in such a way that they can come apart very easily anyway. Yeah. So if you need to, if you like the look of your kit and you're like, oh, I wish I'd done this or done that, it's very easy to disassemble it into its components and right. make any changes. Panel lining, like I'll stress again, it's something that will need practice. Um, so, but it does it, it instantly makes your kits look much much better uh, once you get the hang of it. Um, you can also get Gundam paint markers, where if you maybe want to do a couple of bits, you know, your own kind of color, or you have some nice ideas for it, and but you don't feel comfortable using brushes or an airbrush, paint markers are kind of a a middle ground between the two. And these are just like, you see, I've got one here. It's a big kind of chunky silver marker and all it does is draw silver paint onto parts which can be good for detailing stuff on kits but again not necessary and um, you can also buy a Gundam eraser marker which will rub out any bad panel lining you may have done the good thing about panel lining is if you mess it up you, you can even take rubbing alcohol and it'll take the ink yeah. off so that's a really good thing about gunpla generally is it's very difficult to make a permanent irrevocable mistake unless Aye. you like take a hammer to your kits and just start smashing yeah, that, that was uh, a fear putting me off originally was I mean the, the idea of buying a kit and trying to put it together and something snapping or oh, I'm a total ham hands and I've broken little pieces and been able to fix it no problem I've made like fairly big mistakes and still been able to recover mm. no problem and it's actually sometimes that could be part of the fun is like coming up with a solution to one of your own fuck ups basically <laughs> Oh, you're right. But the likelihood of that, you stuff is yeah. It's not get a cool little battle scar. There's an infamous picture you'll probably find online um, of a guy whose Zaku got eaten by a dog, and he basically converted it into a cool kind of like battle damaged Zaku, and added like cool little like basically the teeth marks became bullet bullet holes and things like that. It nice, actually yes. led to a much cooler looking kit. So I. Can only picture lots of gunpla fans throwing their gunpla at their dogs, <laughs> to do their own. Beyond beyond panel lining, um, there are sort of more low-level advanced techniques, things like top coating. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we can save that for another podcast if it's something that someone was interested in. Then maybe we could cover it um, in oh, future. I was, I was I was going to ask what was that? Do you want to? No, no, I'll just oh, I'll okay. listen to the next one. Okay. Oh, a nice, nice cliffhanger. <laughs> You're billion us again. <laughs> um, and beyond just the kind of stickers, there are water slides, which you'll be familiar with if you've ever built a Warhammer kit, and uh, dry decals as well. But again, that's kind of more advanced yeah. stuff. So we can certainly cover that in future if it's something you would like covered. So I guess that's it. I mean, that's really all you need to get started um, with your first kind of Gundam model kit. So I guess now this would be a good time for us to talk about what you should start with and where you can get it. This is no Zaku, boy! No Zaku! 
So you've got all your wee tools, you're you're ready to, you've watched the movie trilogy, you're ready to let Gundam into your life, but where do you buy, where do you buy Gundam kits? Well, there are a few places, and I'm sure everyone has their preferred methods, but Jim, where, where do you get your kits um, from? It really depends on the kit. Um, for the most part, I, well basically one thing you're going to have to be really aware of before you start buying Gundam kits is the dreaded custom Yes. Customs notice Import that comes through the mail, usually a week or two after your kit's arrived, charging you 40, 50 quid because you've imported massive big boxes into the UK. Mm. So one thing to always be conscious of when you're buying Gunpla is where you're buying it from. So where the seller is located. Mm -hmm. It's generally, if you're based in the UK, as I assume most listeners would be, but maybe not, but try and buy from a seller based in the country that you're in both because you're going to probably get the best conversion rates and you're also going to avoid customs fees and probably get yeah. it shipped to you a bit faster as well. In the UK, we have uh, Japan Cool. Yeah. Or a site that sells Gunpla. Um, a cool. little more expensive than you might find elsewhere. But again, the big difference is you're going to get it quickly. Very quickly. And also the use a courier who deliver on Sundays as well, which is was really totally took me by surprise. Yeah. One Sunday morning, was sitting in bed, enjoying a bit of breakfast and then I get a Buzz at the door, and there it's you gunfly. go. It's gunfly on a Sunday morning. How amazing Breakfast is that? in bed, though. Are we just going to let that go by? I'm not just a big stack of toast. Toast crumbles all over the cupboards. Yes. Uh, it's not quite as glamorous as no, that no. thing. Just to toast dust yeah. memories. Uh, Japan Cool are really cool. And also, one thing they do that not a lot of places do, in my experience, is if you message them directly and ask for a certain kit that they don't have in the stock, they'll actually go to the effort of importing it for you, mm. which is really cool. Um, and it's good if you want something that's quite obscure that you can't get your hands on otherwise. Uh, I'd also try um, another UK seller called Gundam Mad, kind of similar to Japan Cool uh, in terms of price and selection. Uh, they've been operating a bit longer. Japan Cool is quite a new business, but Gundam mm. Mad's been around a bit longer. And they're both pretty good. Um, I'd say Japan Cool maybe ship a little bit faster, but to be honest, it's not that bad to really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and good prices again as well. Aside from that, I would probably, uh, quite often I use uh, an eBay seller uh, called Tokyo Hobby. Mm. Um, they have, it's basically a, a store, but it's based on eBay. Um, and they sell kits for quite cheap. Um, it's like coming from a little bit further away. I think they're based in Hong Kong. Yeah. But they take care of customs ahead of time for you, so that you basically don't have to take the brunt of the fee when basically, it arrives in the Basically, since, since I started buying Gunpla, the two main sellers I've used is J3 Hobby on eBay, who are a Korean-based seller and a Tokyo Hobby. The good thing about them is um, their kits are basically, that's the cheapest you're going to find kits is yeah. from those two sellers. The downside is you'll have to wait a bit longer, but you won't have to pay import tax. I've never had to pay import tax yeah. with either of those sellers, either because they've taken care of it themselves or they've done that really cool thing where you mark it as a lower customs value than it actually is. The thing to be aware of is anything over £15 coming into the country, you're going to have to pay import duty on. And the import duty is only VAT, but the big problem is you're paying Royal Mail handling fees, which yeah. can be Robbery, just anything. Basically. They just basically make up a number. So that, that's the ones I'd really recommend, yeah. Tokyo Hobby, J3 Hobby. There um, are others as well, um, if you need to go a little bit more obscure or you need something 
um, bit older, maybe a bit older. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hobby Link Japan. Hobby Link Japan. Yeah, but they they used to be a little bit nicer with the custom stuff, but now they pretty much are completely honest. They'll with use customs, they'll use EMS now. Get, mostly get ripped. EMS is a quick courier, but it's a, a legit courier, which means you're definitely going to get hammered. Nineteen uh, is mm. really nice as well. Mm. Um, it's, but that's an actual Japanese website, so you'll need to get your Google Translate out to get the fields translated. But they do do auctions, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. If you see a kit you like, you might be able to get it a bit cheaper than usual if you actually get into a bidding war with some kid in Kyoto or somewhere like that. I, I, had, a, I had a really great experience with Tokyo Hobby recently. The the episode 7, Rose and Zulu, that came out, ordered that. The day it came out in Japan, they had it on their store, and it showed up 11 days later. Oh. And awesome. I got a wee free HD Builders parts thing yeah. with it. So there are really good sellers out there. Um, you'll have a bit of a mixed experience. Sometimes I think one of the things ordered from Tokyo Hobby got lost in the post. My oh, yeah. BB Neo Xeon oh, got lost. In peace. I know, I know. <laughs> and now that gets like 40 quid. I got it for 14 quid shipped. It got lost in the post and now I'm never going to win it. But yeah, I mean, if you can... Find a cheap eBay seller. It's good to experiment with cheap kits and see if you're going to get charged import tax or not. But that's the any any hobby at all where you're into Japanese stuff. That's yeah. your biggest enemy, really, is import duty. But yeah, um, generally the rule of thumb is if something comes out in Japan, you're probably going to have to wait about a month before you actually have it in your hands. Just because yeah. it's quite a convoluted process. Or you can do what me and Jim do, and we're going to go to Japan and fill <laughs> our suitcase with really cheap gunpla. Yeah, <laughs> own as well, actually. Well, that's as if we've managed to fully convert you by that time. I don't know. I think you're working your magic pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's basically, I mean, the best places yeah. to, to buy. Um, you can get uh, Gundam markers that I mentioned. You can get them from all these sellers, too. Um, there's also, you can buy a lot of accessories for your kits, things like action bases. Um, if you want to maybe do an ex more exciting mid-air pose with your gunplay, you buy a wee action base for it, and it just basically holds it up in there, and you can, you can link them together. You make them have wee fights on their wee action bases. You get things like effect parts as well. So if you have a Gundam who's doing a cool punch and you want to make it look like the punch is on fire, you mm. can get like a little bit of plastic fire, stick it on. And as always, there are third parties making add-on parts for existing kits, you know, more decals for existing kits. Yeah. There's some really great stuff on eBay, especially, because yeah. Yeah, that's less of a... It's a bit more of a Badlands eBay. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go for the super Badlands, uh, AliExpress, which is like the kind of big, like Alibaba.com, it's like the big Chinese eBay, that's like total Badlands. You get anything you want on there, mate. You can get Papercraft Gundam Paper. models on there if you want. <laughs> so no more dodging the question. How much are we talking about here? Well, different grades are obviously going to set you back slightly different amounts. Um, you can pick up a high-grade kit for between sort of 10 and 20 pounds is yeah. the average there are exceptions though um for example if you pick an absolute monster like the sazabi um you may have to pay a little bit extra maybe five ten pounds more but that's simply because it's an absolute massive kit mm. so that's understandable so generally you'll pick up an hg between 10 and 20 pounds shipped which is good master grades tend to run from about let's say 30 to 40 again there are exceptions older ones will be cheaper um stuff like again Sazabi is just like every iteration of the Sazabi <laughs> is incredibly expensive, but you're generally looking thirty to forty pounds shipped for a master grade. Perfect grade are really a hundred pounds up. Yeah. Um, the most surprising is real grade when you consider everything we told you about real grade. You can get most of the real grade kits for around twenty pound shipped. Yeah, mm. so very very good price option there. 
And SD kits run anywhere from, again, about 10 yeah. to 20 I picked pounds. up an SD kit in London last week for £4, so you can really, there's well, a there lot of variants. There you go. But yeah, um, they're pretty simple. So. so hopefully that's not scared anyone off. I mean, hopefully people are pleasantly surprised by the, the cost of... I'm pleasantly things. surprised. That's dangerous, though. <laughs> I thought I heard a girl's name. But that kid looks like a boy. 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 So, you want to get a kit? Sound. You need to get into the anime. How are you going to do that? Are you going to buy expensive Blu-rays? No, no. Not, not, <laughs> not at Gunpla Thus Memories. You will be becoming very familiar with Nya.se, as I'm sure you might already be familiar. <laughs> but, I mean, if you got the money and you want to buy the Blu-rays, there are some real good yeah. Blu-rays out there. There are... Before you load up your torrent client as well there are some uh, bandai endorsed and sunrise endorsed legal ways of watching gundam as well yes. if you go search for gundam info on youtube um that's an official gundam youtube channel that periodically it basically it seems like seasonal mm. every season it'll put up a different old gundam tv show and a different old gundam movie with subs of decent quality yeah. Um, and you can watch that on YouTube completely for free and guilt-free as well because totally, you're not stealing totally from free. poor Tomino and his pals. <laughs> poor Tomino, the poor <laughs> laddie. Um, but we will be getting a friend friend of the show, uh, Heat Phoenix, Mr. Z- Mr. Zachariah Vander, whatever <laughs> Vander Beige. Vander Beige will be um, writing us up a wee, a wee suggested watch order for the Universal Century stuff. We'll also include links to torrents there yeah. as well. And if you're not the kind of person that wants to torrent, then you'll be able to go and find DVDs, yeah. Blu-rays here and there. There's um, One good thing um, is pretty much every mainline Gundam series has been released on Blu-ray and been remastered as well. Mm. So you'll be able to watch it in 720p or 1080p goodness. Even if the animation itself isn't great, it'll be nice and clean, which is really nice. Well, the turn A Gundam Blu-rays are yeah. coming out very soon and they look very, very nice. This is... Something that we always say about Gundam is if you're a Gundam fan, every day is a big news day. Yeah. Like every day there's a new kit announced, there's a new manga, a new anime, a new Blu-ray or DVD release announced. Yeah, it's just such a huge franchise. Like even for me, um, self-describing as a super fan, mm. but there's still series and manga and other media that I haven't actually consumed yet, despite being into Gundam for nearly a decade. I know there's really cool. I know that there is manga that I will never even get to just because <laughs> there's so much of it, which. Well, it takes us nicely on to why we like Gundam and Gunplus yeah. so much. I mean, I'm, I'm still relatively new to it. I mean, it's only about a year, just over a year since I bought my first Gundam kit. And like I said, when I was younger, I'd seen stuff like Mobile Suit Gundam, um, Gundam Wing, a wee bit of similar stuff, G Gundam yeah. and that. But I mean, really since getting into it, it's become like such an incredible hobby. I think the reason I like the model kit so much is because it's a, for me personally, it's a really great way to de-stress. Um, if you are kind of stressful I'm sure you can know how hard it is to focus sometimes and I think building a model kit is a great way to refocus your concentration yeah I do like sitting with a podcast or a bit of music and just working my way through a kit there are times where you'll be taking absolute mental maddies and like throwing (laughs) pieces of plastic all over the room but for the most part it is a very kind of zen hobby where you're focusing completely on building something and bringing it together and eventually at the end you've got a really cool product especially like I, I can, I, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> we can leave that in it's like oh they've got mech sound effects it's so cool <laughs> i've said it before but it's so great to build a suit that you've become attached to from watching 
the the series like I've I've built like my favorite suit changes all the time but I've built most of my favorite suits and it's always been a great experience. I also like the idea of having a like a basically a toy on your shelf but instead of a sad reminder that you're refusing to accept adulthood. It can be that something as well. But <laughs> it's like you have made it it's something that you've yeah, done yeah, instead of something that you've just bought and taken out of a box it's it's something that you have made to yeah, a certain point definitely when you said earlier about how you didn't realize that you had to build the kits but you can you don't have to get kits if you like gundam but don't really have the time or the patience to build model kits uh, bandai make a line of essentially action figures yeah, called yeah. Uh, robot damashi which Again, quite a wide selection there. Yeah, again. Um, Robot Damashi is fairly new. Um, it's basically a line of one 144th scale action figures. Um, generally 144th, there are some exceptions. But basically, they are Gundam and other mecha animes uh, figures. Uh, and they're really cool, um, really detailed, and really they're famous for having exceptional kind of posability, and they come with loads of accessories. Um, they have something called the hard point system, which means that little guns and swords and backpacks that you pick up in one kit uh, can be transferred and used in a different kit as well. So if you like this, the Gundam's shield, you can give it to the Zaku. Or if you have some grenades and you want to stick them on a Zeta Gundam, you can do that. Um, and they're really good. Um, they are a little bit more expensive than just getting the high grade or the real grade kits. They're usually in our money about 40 quid ish. But they're really worth it. I have a couple myself. And um, there are really good alternatives to high grades. Um, the selection isn't that broad because it's still fairly new. But you can get most of the famous Gundam and mm. enemy. Quite a few suits. niche ones too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, they're a really good alternative if you don't really fancy building the kits yourself. It's a really, a really great hobby, I'd say. Um, the amount of... I mean, I guess, I guess we, we've made friends over our, yeah, our love of Gundam. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people on Twitter that we have our wee Gundam clubhouse on yeah, Twitter, which is that's a lot of fun. Definitely want to join in the Gundam clubhouse bands. Totally. We'll, we'll, post, we'll post all our Twitters on the blog so you can add all as hashtag Gundam clubhouse <laughs> sites. We can have a nice wee chat about, about Gunpla. Um, but it's, it's just a great hobby. I mean, I, was, I used to be really into building Lego and stuff. But you reach a certain age where it's like Lego's kind of fun in that, but it's just it's just putting blocks together. Whereas building a model and, and again building a model kit is fine, but if you're building like a U boat or something, it's like yeah. <laughs> but like I think I'd Gundam, rather have fictional weapons of war than real ones. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I want to build a model kit that's piloted by an angsty teenager. That's exactly what I want, and that's much. that's what Gundam is. It's the model kits are great, the anime is great, and it, it really for me, creates a, a full package of something that I just really fucking love. Yep. Ditto to that. And that's about all we have time for on episode one of Gunpla Dust ah. Memories. Will there be an episode two? Who knows? Well, that's... we still need to find out what about Top Coat. We do. <laughs> the Top Coat special will be coming soon. Um, if, if you like our podcast, please let us know. Um, if, it's, if you'd like to be on our podcast as well, let us know. Because um, I think it's be a pretty good system for us to have a guest on every time who was maybe a beginner or an intermediate. Or I mean, we know people that are way better yeah. at building Gunpla than us. Really, so. we shouldn't be hosting this podcast at all. Oh, guys. <laughs> we'll post some links to like all the guides I've been talking about. We'll post the links to all those on the Tumblr. 
and um, I'll post a link to some blogs as well because like I said every day is a news day where Gundam's <laughs> concerned so you get on the blogs you have a, have a look at all those lovely lovely kits but yeah we'll keep you updated and I mean if there's anything at all in the meantime any questions or even if you just want to chat about Gundam or Gunpla just uh, drop us a line on Twitter you can get me at, at no stopping epoch you can get me at let's hug bro and if you want to see how I'm coming along check in on Owen's burgeoning addiction uh, at Mega Gamezilla <laughs> and I'd just like to extend a thank you to you both for no not at all oh breaking me in well it's kind of like a kind of drug dealer relationship we're giving you your first dose for free but you'll be coming back in a couple of you're months. gonna have lungs full of gunplay dust <laughs> pretty soon man. and uh, I, I think it's great as well when people make things like this because uh, when you have a niche interest I think as long as it's not a crime then uh, I think people should talk about their niche. What about what about if it's a crushing fetish? So that's exactly the kind of thing I'm, I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, if you're if you've got an interest like this, a passion, I think it's always great when people try to encourage others, even just to know about it, hmm. and in a positive way, because. Uh, Mostly positive. For now, yeah, find out in a couple yeah, of I also want to hear episode two, the big Bandai. <laughs> big Bandai Everyone needs a hobby, and this is a great hobby. This is a, a real, real good hobby. Yeah. <laughs> You can find Gunpla Dust Memories online at gunpladustmemories.tumblr.com. You have a look on there. Everything we talked about in this episode will be up there, so please enjoy.